mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I'm just a jarhead. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? This podcast is a fortress. <laughs> Wait, this family is a fortress? Hold the on, po- is that- This podcast is a fortress. <laughs> Wait. Wherever we go. <laughs> is the this- podcast is a fortress. Hold on. Are we talking about a Fast and Furious movie? The, fa- the family is- <laughs> Everything. <laughs> you ride or die with your family, which is uh-huh. the fortress. It's also the fortress. But where do you live? Do you live? Do you live in a fortress? I live in <laughs> Gardenia. <laughs> or wherever. Garden I live in Grove. Valley Village. I live in Valley Village, wherever Fast and Furious takes place. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like West Covina or where the original, Where the original <laughs> article was written about street racing. I think Garden Grove, California. <laughs> Where the fortress is. Okay. And this is Mama Needs a Movie. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. Ryan, do you remember why it's a big deal? Did you make reservations? I don't, I don't remember. I don't. What? what, what? Did, you, did, did you get flowers? Uh, flowers for, wait, is this some kind of special occasion? Uh-huh. What what is it? What what could it possibly be? Oh, man, am I right? It's it's the anniversary of our podcast. It's been one year since we started creating these perfect episodes. <laughs> it's been one year. That's true. That's is right. This is around mid January, January seventeenth or so. You know, when or, everyone starts everything, their resolutions, yes. their jobs, the seventeenth ish of January. Yes, this we've been doing the show for quite a while. That's a year. This is the this mm-hmm. is we've made it past or to to at least the give up point. I don't think we're going to give up, but we've made it to that point where a lot of people are like, ah, is that uh, right? Yeah, yeah right? they say yeah, they say you know, but but we, we ain't giving up. We got we got too many good 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 movies, too many good guests booked. Too many bad movies. Too many of all the kinds of movies we have yes. left. To talk uh, well, about. congratulations. Uh, this this uh, this show is. Uh, you know what? It's a great show. I was going to say like it's a great show. I don't know what to say. It's a great show. It's going great. It's going great. Um, um, yeah, I mean we sh- we should have a we should have a big old party and uh, invite invite everyone. Yeah, we should have a party. What I would say to the viewer or the listener is this is a very popular movie we're talking about today, but we have 50 other movies that we've that we've talked about that mm-hmm. you can, you can go and, and check in if you're new to the show. Uh take a take a walk, look around, see what you like. You know what? This show has been on so long that I was talking to a a real person who listens to it and they quoted back something from the Waterworld episode and I went, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the stuff I say. What are you crazy? Yeah. So it's it's to that point in the recording that I'm capable of going. What? What are you talking about? I yeah. said that? Huh? <laughs> I don't remember this conversation <laughs> I had five months ago. Well, uh, today we have a guest no one will ever forget, and a movie that will live forever. Uh, so great. 
I'll never forget this episode. Many would say this is the this might be the most exciting movie that we've talked about since since starting this show. So it's appropriate for a year episode. And this guest is one of our most exciting we've ever had. This is not a guest. This is interesting because this is not a guest that either you or I know very well. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who we sort of ha- have an instinct for and, and know their work and, and know a little bit about them and have an instinct. I bet this is going to be a really interesting guy to talk to. You know, sometimes it's like you, on podcasts, it's like people are always talking about whatever their old army buddies. No, we're not that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a common thing where uh, it's army buddies. Our writer yep. is a, our, our our guest today is a <laughs> extremely talented writer. Uh, you've seen his work uh, on shows. Oh, God, I'm a fan of so many of the things that he's written on. Uh, Your pretty face is going to hell. Wet Hot American Summer, uh, 10 years later, Search Party, for God's sake. Uh, the HBO series, uh, Close Enough, HBO Max series, Close Enough. Our, our, our guest today is uh, the great Craig Rowan. Thank you. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Just not to get political, and this isn't political, so I won't get political. But you mentioned, one of the shows you mentioned, I don't think you'll ever be able to watch ever um, if you've mm-hmm. never seen it, because Close Enough on HBO Max is one of those shows that uh, that they like as a tax something or other that I don't understand. Uh-huh. They just mm-hmm. made it unviewable. So this, this show made by uh, this great guy, J.G. Quintel, um, just doesn't exist. So uh. so um, let's edit this all. Let's ed- If you could just cut that part where you mentioned that show. Exactly. Um, but you see, this is the reason I mentioned it, yeah. is because it is, it, it, it should, this show should have another life and perhaps will. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it's will. A, I'm a big fan of uh, that um, show creator and it's a, it's a bummer. So um, thanks for bringing that up is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they cleared out. <laughs> Like, the theory is yeah. that these a lot, some of these shows might be when they're relicensed, it might ultimately be a good thing uh, for for the creators. Uh, oh, really? Than, I haven't heard that. That's cool. I mean, yeah. like rather than just Netflix, let's say making a deal with you where the show sits there forever and no one gets any, you know, makes much money from it. It's like uh, shows when show traditionally when shows get relicensed, they they make a little bit more money. Like if you have if you wrote on The Office and The Office gets bought by TBS and then it gets bought by another network or blah blah blah, like. You mm-hmm. make money every time those shows sell. So in theory, it could be good, but the shows have to resurface somewhere else. Yes, the show being impossible to watch is going to make you rich, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not going to get anything. I certainly won't make a cent, but I'm, I'm, I, it'll be nice for people to see it. As long as, um, I don't know the name. There's a, one guy from The Office that I was going to make a joke about, but as long as he keeps making money, I'm happy. The guy yeah. from the <laughs> All of them? All those yeah. guys? Yeah. yeah. Everyone on the office, like when they took the job, I think they were just kind of like, "Yep, I'm a, I'm kind of a struggling person who, hey, there's another pilot." I, and then now they're all the richest people in entertainment. They're all amazing. Amazing. No, no one is richer than any any of those lovable people <laughs> on the office. <laughs> no one. God, no God one. love them. God love them. Except for maybe James Cameron. Oh boy, Jimmy C. Could Jimmy he be? C. He probably isn't poor. No, I don't think so. Um, he's 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 not only is he not poor. I don't think he's lovable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a strange. I think James Cameron lovable. Oof. You know what? It makes me think of Manchurian Candidate, where he says he's not lovable. Do you remember that the part? Or- the original part. with uh, Lawrence Harvey. Who's and not lo- in reference to who? He's he's talking about himself. He says, I'm oh. not lovable. 
I'm not lovable. Because oh, he has this like English American accent. He's like, I'm not lovable. Nobody thinks I'm lovable, but then his girlfriend thinks he's lovable. He's he's oh. sort of like amazed that someone finds him lovable. I think that's probably what but James Cameron would by do. Sa- by <laughs> saying you're not lovable, I think it makes you lovable. I think it you know does. I mean? Like saying yeah. like, yeah, I'm a kind of a prickly guy. It's like, oh, you acknowledge and there's a softness yeah. that you want people to see. Yes. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Willie Loman line. Uh, I'm liked, but not well liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think encapsulates a lot of... Uh, well, attention must be paid. Liked, yeah. but well liked. Yeah. I'm uh, a fan of the line um, that Neytiri says, which is... <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't quote anything. Which is... <laughs> the ah! idea of quoting, quoting <laughs> Neytiri is fun. <laughs> yeah, the idea of remembering any one of these names also. I'm impressed. I'm impressed the idea. I can I'm like I was uh talking to someone about the movie and I was uh saying I really liked the whales and uh they misheard me as saying I really liked the whale. That's right. <laughs> like I'm not going to call them by the whatever their avatar name is. They're whales. Uh I believe they are the, these are the Tolkens. The Tolkens and are if, the... if I'm not incorrect, Brendan Fraser played all of them. He did, yeah. Yeah. He played all of them. <laughs> Amazing fat suit work. <laughs> I liked his performance in this where he goes over the boat. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was pretty badass. Like, I do get some of the criticism about, like, yeah. casting a not obese guy to play these whales, but, like, yes. he was great. <laughs> casting yeah. a non whale to play a whale? Stretch. And I think he should Big win stretch. the Oscar for it. The Elvis yeah. kid was good, but this was better. The, yeah. yeah. Um, I really believed it was a CGI whale. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Um, I'm interested, Craig, because we, we've not talked really talked about movies here. Yeah, uh, you you. Uh, uh, Do you like them? Do you like movies? I mean, I, 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 it's safe to assume. <laughs> Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. Bold choice to come on a podcast to talk about uh, Interesting. <laughs> the play of shadow and light. Mm, not your uh-huh. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. the, the, do you mm-hmm. like, uh, are you a sci fi person? I am. I wouldn't say I'm like a strictly deep, deep sci-fi person, but um, yeah, I do. I am like my, some of my favorite movies are sci-fi. I mean, I don't know if they're like hard sci-fi, but like one of my favorite movies and I'm unique in this way, but I love Back to the Future. I know that's like a real like sort of <laughs> low, nobody really, that didn't really catch on, but like uh-huh. that type of movie, uh, uh, you know, Ter- the Terminator 2 was, which mm-hmm. I was talking about this week that I, saw in the theater as a seven-year-old with my dad, which is so bonkers to think of now. But uh, like one of my favorite movies. Um, And, you know, I've like, you know, I've seen like, yeah, a a ton of, a ton of sci-fi, but I wouldn't say like with this movie, I mean, with this movie, I wasn't like excited for it, but I do like watching big, you know, the, the big, the movies that are too big to fail, like just to see sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I like a good sci-fi. I like a good sci-fi. It's interesting you mentioned Terminator because I have, I think a lot of people have this memory. I was, I think I was 11 with my dad watching Terminator 2 in a theater. What, are you um, not allowed to go see this movie not with your dad? Is that? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, because it's to. Because you're because seven. The, yeah. Because um, Sarah Connor is the mother figure and Terminator um Arnold is the father figure. You have to go with your father figure to align yourself more with Arnold than with yeah. Um, yeah. Sarah. 
Yeah. But think of all the fathers and sons that saw Terminator 2 together and were really hoodwinked into watching a mother story ultimately. And they yeah. probably went home and were like, you know what, honey? You know what, mom? We appreciate you. Yeah. Coming out of Terminator 2. Yeah. Thanks That's for a- sort of raising me and shooting a guy <laughs> who invented some technology. <laughs> well, they say one of the biggest things that came out of the movie besides for the CGI stuff was like a lot of son to mother hugs. Um, yeah, it inspired a lot of son to mother hugs. <laughs> it was a, it was a, a pioneer. Yeah, greater <laughs> acceptance for for kids who whose mom was insane and like that's okay. It's a well, I, in the end, she I mean, she She's was intense, fine. but she was right. She was right. Yeah. She was completely yeah. right. She, she was, was completely right. She was completely right. I feel like there's a whole like probably since the what the seventies. I don't know, Watergate thing or something. I feel like the 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 portrayal of, oh, the person's crazy, but are they though? And then it turns out they're not crazy. He's like, the premise of so many movies, which must be hard for crazy people who are like, yeah, but you, you get that this is a thing that could happen mm-hmm. and no one's listening to me, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, like, Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Like, if you have, if you have mental health issues and you watch that movie, you know, good luck. And I do, and I've watched that movie, and it's like, wow. Yeah. Were you a little worried that your baby was you know, a little, like a little son of the devil? <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure, but when I started eating raw meat, I was like, I think, yeah, mm. maybe, maybe. Yeah, weirdly, your wife was like. No, I'm just having a normal pregnancy. You're the one who's doing all the weird stuff. <laughs> You're right. Come on. Um, yeah, I guess in a world, yeah, there's so many, there's so many paranoid thrillers. So and, many. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and so many where it turns out that it's like, actually, the paranoia is real. It's movies. Well, movies it's truly, I mean, oh it's the God. biggest nightmare, right? Like that nobody believes you and you're right. Like what, what is worse than that? Nothing. Like mm. truly, it's the scariest yeah. thing that you are aware of an impending thing and yeah. nobody believes you or or it's a conspiracy against you like th- that's a true nightmare yeah yeah i mean it's cassandra it's like the, her curse was that she could tell the future but no one would believe her i i don't know um yeah i'm more of a cassandra <laughs> not yeah, a samantha cassandra had a, had a clair- like a clairvoyance but no one believed the uh yeah it's a greek yeah. mythological and figure what's the yes. end of the what's the end of that story oh it's just rough sex <laughs> to be you <laughs> <laughs> God. There's no, there's no point to it. It's just her. She's like, no, no, this is gonna happen, and they're like, I don't think so. So that's that's her. her but does she live and other people die? Or, no, she's or fine because she can tell the future. Okay. Yeah, but just she can't warn anybody about anything because they're like, no, I don't think so. So she's just cursed to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sisyphus, you know, with the with the rock and the yeah. getting his his insides eaten and stuff. Yeah, that's why you got to do something impressive, you know, like like w- w- like bet it all on a racehorse or something, and then people will be like, "This guy knows the future." Cassandra, if Cassandra needed to like bet on a win the lottery or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of money to be made in being able to sell the future. But then you're true. then you're really risking the fact that people would be jealous enough to murder you for the money. You know what that's I mean? Right. And then you wouldn't be able to get the message across. 
anyway well, that would become yeah. the focus yeah then yeah. it would all be like like lottery winners who end up you know miserable because no one will stop bothering them like i'm right. rich but now everyone wants my money and there is a good and- th- it's a good documentary by um i believe his name is jeffrey blitz andy blitz the comedian's brother mm-hmm. and he uh and he uh did an HBO documentary about lottery winners, and it's all about. It's really interesting. He did. He also did the movie Spelling Spelling Bee or whatever the oh, Spellbound, yeah, Spellbound, Spellbound, yeah. Oh. Uh, but the lottery one is fascinating because it's truly like dev- a lot of people. Their lives are just like sort of devastated by winning the lottery. It's it sounds horrible. It sounds like the number one thing that happens is that I have not seen this documentary, but the story I know of quite frequently is that people will uh, family members and friends and stuff will ask them for money. And mm-hmm. when you have to start refusing, yes, that's you, it. You have to start refusing people money, and then pretty soon you get your 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 actual relationships start start to rupture because there's this <laughs> yeah. hostility over money, and uh, you didn't give it to me, and I want it, and well, I don't have it, and it's I spent it, or you know, it's uh, it or seems it's mine. Like, Leave me alone. Yeah, just a just a a minefield uh, to deal with, um, which is why I like well, to st- I like to stick to no success. That's my no success, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Well, because look at Gollum. <laughs> It's like Gollum is basically a lottery winner. He's got his precious and then it ruins his life. That's true. That's, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's what Lord of the Rings is really about. <laughs> it's basically the lottery. It's the <laughs> New York State lottery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My uh, interesting, you mentioned the movie Spellbound. I do have one quick story. Is my mom, uh, I watched that movie with my family, Spellbound, the documentary, and I was at the mall with my mom at some point, and we saw one of the kids from the movie. Is uh, it the robot he, kid? The kid that speaks in the robot voice? I think it was one of the older, I think it was like an Indian American uh, kid. Uh, and he mm-hmm. was a little older. This was like a couple of years after the movie came out, so he's probably in college. And my mom went up to him and was like, so are you still spelling? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, I've I'm, I'm kind of moved on to college. <laughs> uh, yeah, really to the normal this, level. I mean, I guess I do when I write, I yeah. spell words. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I'm still doing yeah. the act of spelling, but I'm not in any college spelling bees. I'm not in, I didn't go pro with spelling bees. Yeah, that's um, not really an adult thing, is it? Well, I think that's only just out of, because of embarrassment. Like people, you know what I mean? Like they would do it for adults, but like nobody wants to look like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like it's risking yourself, risking a lot to go up and try to spell something after the age of 20. Yeah. I mean, children are braver. Yeah. Yes. Braver versions. Yeah. Yeah. If only we could all have, if only we could be like the children of the world. Yeah. Like the Um, children of Sully. Like the children of Jake, Jake, Sully, and what's her name? Netanyahu? Netan- yeah. <laughs> Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, Benjamin yeah. Netanyahu. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Natiri? Natiri. Natiri. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, before we get into Avatar, I would like to preface this a little bit with how we're, I think, going, going to talk about it, which is that if you don't know, if you're a listener and you don't, maybe haven't been following the Avatar uh, saga online, Avatar in the last couple of months before its release had a lot of doubters online. There was a sort of online, are you guys aware of this? This kind of online contingent of people who were like, no one cares about Avatar. It's irrelevant from the cultural conversation. Really? And in response to this, yes, there were these kinds, this was, this is why I'm saying this is you might, some people, if you have a life, you might not be aware of this. I'm not aware of this. (laughs) In response to this, there was a, a contingent of equally, um, 
vociferous defenders of Avatar saying, no, Avatar is very relevant. It's going to be a huge success. Just wait and see and everything. Mm -hmm. And I have many friends, they're all men, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, there are many friends like this that were, they, they're now, they've now been deemed Avatar bros. They're sort of like they're, they're making almost a comparison to the Bernie bro style of fandom or, or, or oh, that they love Avatar now? They love Avatar and it's like, you know, we must actually be like very, very uh, interested in Loud. Avatar. We loud have to be very loud <laughs> appreciation of mm -hmm. Avatar, and mm -hmm. I feel like in the temptation in, in in booking a guest to talk about the show would have been to pick someone like this who can mm -hmm. speak just uh, with unabashed adoration of Avatar, which they can uh, speak Navi. They could they could practically mm -hmm. speak Navi, you know, and and mm -hmm. you we could have those kinds of people that you know to to talk about the show. I think it's far more interesting to have a guest like the, from coming at it from the perspective that you were you come, seem to come at it if i'm if i'm correct craig uh yeah. on avatar uh explain to us kind of like how how your perspective going into this movie so this yeah. is so i as i said i i do like to go um even with, you know i have a, a tradition with some college friends because i'm now on the west coast i don't get to go as to as many but in college we'd go to all the lord of the rings movies opening night uh, we try to see some of the Star Wars movies opening night, even though I don't care. I, I liked all the Lord of the Rings. I don't care about Star Wars that much. I mean, I've watched a lot of the stuff, but I don't care. Uh, mm -hmm. But I like the idea of going to these movies. It's fun. I'm a, I'm a fan of movies. I enjoy going to movies. So I like to see some of these big movies. I saw the first Avatar in the theater with my then girlfriend, now wife, with the 3D glasses. Maybe not the best theater for it, but... I thought it was the biggest pile of shit. Like mm -hmm. I remember there was a scene where they linked hair. And we also weirdly, this is a side subject, but I looked this up afterwards and I guess people debate whether this was in the movie or not, but I remember it's like the um, Kazam thing or something, you know, like Shazam. Yeah. Where there was a scene and I've, only learned about this being the Mandela effect after it. I've talked about this right after the movie and everything. So I'm confused by it, but there was a scene where two avatars linked hair, which represented sex. Uh -huh. And, and, and that's, I guess, debated if that exists. But, um, I remember laughing at it out loud and looking around and everybody in the audience was just rapt attention. Like, this is great. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, no. this is, a, I was like, okay, this is crazy. Okay. And I didn't even at that point, I would just really also didn't care about the CGI stuff. Cause I'm so over every movie has CGI at mm -hmm. this point and nothing really does it for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'd rather see practical effects. I'd rather see, you know, like a movie like the original Total Recall where you can see the effects, but they look cool, all that. So I went into this being like my my college friends went on the East Coast. And I was like, I'm going to go after them. And, and they let me into their group text about it afterwards. And I saw the movie by myself during the day in a nice theater. And I truly went in being like, this is going to be, I even tried to rewatch the first avatar. I couldn't make it past 20 minutes. So I was like, this is the dialogue. I just like, <laughs> yeah. and I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Like I truly enjoyed it. <laughs> and when I told my friends, they're like, 
Craig's being an asshole. Like he's he's like fucking with us. He's saying uh-huh. he like because they all and they all like even at, before I went in, they're like, "You're gonna hate Spider." And I'm like, "I love Spider. I don't care. Spider's <laughs> great. <laughs> Spider's yeah. this character that I guess I missed a lot of the online." chat like i knew the general like what you were saying ryan about like the general way like people but like because of all the i've just been off twitter the last like two months or so and mm-hmm. i've sort of missed the spider hatred and stuff and i went in sort of a little bit more pure and mm-hmm. so and also i'm talking a lot but another addendum to this is like i have a two-year-old kid so i've only been to the movie theaters like four or five times in the last like two years and, oh, which yeah. is like oh, okay. yeah but i've seen a movie or two where i was like yeah that was so Okay. But this one like truly blew me away visually. I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I mean, I can criticize some things in it, but I like, I really enjoyed a three and a half hour movie by myself. And I was like, this is, this is <laughs> great. So that's where I met with this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's part of, I think the appeal of a movie of this scale and world building is that it's sort of like a ride. So you don't, yeah. it's like, I don't go to star tours or whatever the, mm-hmm. the, you know, those, those kinds of rides. And I expect the dialogue to be good because it's not really about the dialogue. It's about the experience of being in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think this sort of serves as like, I really think what James Cameron is going for. And this is the beginning of is like a fully immersive experience where you go and you live in, a, in this world, you live in Pandora. Like you buy a house that has all the walls and it's just, just like you're watching a screen all the time. I you think, think that's that he's, what, he's <laughs> priming us for a, for like a, an Oculus uh, or like a Oculus second life. life, yes. A, 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 like, a, what are the, a metaverse version of, of mm-hmm, Pandora. I okay. think he is. I really do. Yeah. Because the way that, the way that I think he's, like the, the, the skin on these creatures is perfect. It's perfect. It's unbelievable. And you, would, like, you don't have to deal with all these actors and their aging and yuck. And you take Sigourney Weaver, who I think is 75, make her into a teenager. I, like, and that's the type of thing. Like, beautiful. I, I missed that that was like, I didn't read anything. Like, I, you know, I didn't know. I, I immediately knew it was her as this kid. Yeah. But I didn't go like in her. knowing yeah. it. I didn't go in. But I was just like, this is bonkers. Like, it's truly. Because yeah. I remember seeing a movie like where they like made um carrie fisher like undead in one of the like uh, star yeah, wars star and i was just like oh like this is so it's bad. like you're like ah yeah. oh, this feels evil the, the like there's something one, like yeah. truly like bad about like reviving dead people and uh um, yeah. yeah. but this i was like this is like i i'm in like this just feels cool in a way that a lot and i am the most cynical like what you're saying about rides and like star tour like i hate theme park like i don't enjoy like i'm i'm the shit talker of everything um yeah so that's, that's a good thing to put on your uh your card <laughs> but that's why yeah. this is interesting is that like there are there are i feel like you are not in the minority at all of people who watched and i have to say i'm kind of in the same group of, of i watched the original avatar and was not really a particularly huge fan of it i could admire it from a technical angle but i thought the acting was so lowly and and I'm a big Cameron fan too, and just really didn't like that movie very much. Over the years, people would say, you got to watch Avatar. No, Avatar's good, good, good. And I saw I put pieces of it on television. And then I watched the re-release about three months ago when they re-release it. And I liked it a lot better. I, I, it might have to do 
more with the decline of the general entertainment value of movies that have released True. in the last 10 years. Or maybe I, how terrifying it is that like climate change is, is, is such a bigger deal. And I think that movie really does like at the time I remember being like, oh, I think it's an emergency. And now, you know, over 10 years later, it's like, Oh yes. It's kind of like all that stuff. Like, yeah. I would say that there, there's certain elements, there's certain stylistic things that are like, that are like, yeah, like that kind of <laughs> music style and stuff where I'm like, this is a little bit swirly and kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, um, swirly is the wrong word. It's like a little bit, um, it's a <laughs> little bit, it's, it's too new age. It's too new age for me. I'm not a new age person and it's too new age for me. But uh-huh. I think watching what I watched, at least the watch the movie, the original movie a couple months ago, I was like. I don't know. I might be to this point. <laughs> I might have been radicalized. I'm going to get a tribal tattoo. <laughs> well, the theme of the movie, like when they kill the home tree or whatever in the first yeah. movie, I'm like, damn, that's pretty serious. That's hardcore. Don't like, do I that. That's I bad. feel it. Yeah. You at yeah. first, the first time you saw it, you're like, yeah, like kill that tree. And now you're right. like. <laughs> I want to say the first time I saw it, I was completely on the side of the military industrial complex uh, going in and getting that unobtainium. <laughs> And now, uh, uh, yeah, I've switched sides, much like Jake Sully. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. I, I love me some Jake. It's funny to describe the plot of this movie because it's a guy who's living, he's he's now living with his family of four, uh, and they're all beautiful and they're they're awesome. And they he's seeming, I think they're they're doing attacks on the mining that's happening on Pandora. And then... The bad guy from the first movie has been cloned as an avatar person. So he yeah. has all of his memories. Quaritch. He's, a- he's had his, like, his memory. But wait, can I ask this question yeah. as somebody who saw the movie, but can In the first one, he was killed? Yes. Question right, because he holds and his so own And so he was skull. cloned as a human and then also cloned as an avatar. Like, he was double cloned in the second movie. Or, or was he not? Because uh, at the beginning, isn't he talking to himself or something? He's talking to himself. He's saying like, in, "If you're watching this, it means you died. He means your ticket, okay, was, gotcha. your okay. ticket was punched." But we, we but we uploaded, Ugh. and then what's his name? Gino, Giovanni Ribisi comes in and says, "We uploaded everything, all your memories yeah. and personality to this thing, and this now can enter an avatar." So. He's he's he basically he's just like yeah up. don't just just be quiet stop explaining I'm like no actually we all know <laughs> that that dialogue was for us it wasn't for you buddy but you know what's <laughs> I will say just talking about the um I sh- what's the 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 dialogue that explains things what's that called again I should know exposition as a TV, <laughs> as a TV writer when Cassandra in the myth of Cassandra uh-huh. um, no yep. but the exposition in this one. I, like, I have to say, in the first movie, the writing was so clunky and ham-fisted where it's like, you're just a jar, like, like uh, my legs will never work. I don't know what walking feels yeah. like. And then he's walking and you're like, I get it. In this one, I feel like they just got it out of the way, like you're saying. And like when they like change from having the closed caption in like, yes. to, to, like to like English, like mm-hmm. going from Navi to English, I was like, they did it like cleanly and quickly enough where I was like, great. Like totally, I feel like they just like understood. We don't need (laughs) to like belabor everything in a way that I I very much respected in this movie where they just sort of were like, okay, quick exposition, get it out of the way, go. Yeah. Um, And so I think that there was a big step up in this one. And let's not forget, instead of being tree people, 
They get to be water people. Oh, my God. And we get to meet all these slightly more teal people. Oh, yes. They're so pretty. Oh, my God. They're little frog people. And so they have good. they have pretty arms. I didn't even notice this thing about the finger, the, the having too many fingers. And they talk about their fingers so much. Like, why uh, do you have so many fingers? <laughs> like, wait, who has more fingers? The, the Navi have the more pe- fingers. The people, the half people, half Navi people <laughs> oh, okay. uh, have, have people hands. And then regular Avatar people, the Navi, have four fingers. Four fingers. And then right. what are the what are these uh this uh this they also wa- have water fingers. people? They also have okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's a four okay. So, so I think water people I don't think we're allowed to use that term anymore. Aquatic of the aquatic <laughs> Aqua Americans. Uh, yeah, I I like I like those people. I, yeah, I totally didn't understand. I didn't get the f- the finger thing. I was like, what? Like, I don't yeah, why are you still whatever. talking about this? Who cares? It's like, can we all just love each other? We're all navies here. Like, why don't we? I, I like the water world, um, both the the movie water world, the 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 um, ride water world, and this water world. Yes, yes. yes. I like that you talked to, that you were referencing the ride and not the movie. Yes, the, the, stage the ride show. is better than the movie. <laughs> The Universal Studios stage show, one of our greatest uh-huh. LA institutions. Uh, see it, ride yes. the movie, Waterworld, The Adventures of the Mariner. Truly great. The show yeah. that has uh, outlived the movie. Uh, yep. they, yeah, so they, there's basically like a, um, I mean, really everybody should have seen this fucking movie by now, but there's-, there's a, I don't know, there isn't much the, plot to describe. It's the, pretty the, easy to just be like- okay, Well, can I just say, you're wrong, that, yeah. that you're wrong that everybody should see this movie because- it is so long. It's long. Like, as a as a parent, like now with a two young child, it's very like the amount of hours you have to invest in this is truly yeah. like five hours. Like with it's exactly with yeah. going to the theater, it is such a big ask. But it's totally it's totally worth it. So if you haven't, if you're listening, and you haven't seen it. Hey, good. You do your thing. You know what True. I mean? Also, yeah. we are still in the middle of a COVID uh, surge, uh, so there's you actually have actually many reasons to not. See oh this my god, movie. we're always going to be in the middle of a COVID surge. I think though that I would also say that if you if you are a parent and you're you're looking to watch a movie that's going to make you uh, cry, uh, I think that's a healthy thing. Go and think about um, death, <laughs> children, and death. And uh, go cry and then come home and hug your children. If you have a child and you want to think about children and death, this is the movie for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's great. Boy. I mean, we'll get to this a little bit later in terms of how stressful it is. But the, but uh, I've spoken to some people who are parents and and many are having a highly emotional reaction to this movie, I feel. Uh-huh. Uh, well, this is one of the rare movies that I actually went to the theater and attended at the same time as Ryan. Yes. Uh, and I was wearing a mask. Wearing 3D glasses <laughs> and crying, and I was—it was just swampy in there, <laughs> like being waterboarded uh, underneath. <laughs> for, it's just appropriate for the way of water. <laughs> I, I'm for, I'm forgetting, but I think I also did well up with tears as well during this movie. Which for a James Cameron movie, I mean, like he did Titanic, but like still for a sci-fi movie, I feel like yeah. that's a rarity. I feel like that's a rarity for you sure. You didn't cry at T2 when he goes into the the hot metal. No, because that's just so badass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I me, I don't think so because I was probably too young to like feel that emotion. I don't know. I, I don't not. I don't. I'm not gonna say I didn't. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, probably upon because the thumbs up makes it so corny in a '90s way, yeah. which is great. Yeah. I love that. I would never take that away, but I I, I don't feel like I've teared up um, with that one. <laughs> but I get it. I get it if you have for sure. I don't think I You're cried good, at any yeah. movie until I was like 15 years old. I think as a what? kid, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't perceive movies as a as an emotional crying type experience when I was a, a little. Do you kid. remember what movie what it was when you were 15? I think I probably, I mean, I actually do. And it wasn't, it wasn't like the first one was Titanic, but I do think I did cry at Titanic. Uh, So I would have been, you know, mid in my mid teens. Because of Um, of Billy Zane though. was because of Billy Zane. It it was because Billy Zane didn't get the girl. (laughs) You, you were crying for the person who lost the ticket at the beginning when the card game with Leo. You're like, oh man. Yeah. uh, He almost got a free trip. Three hours. Oh man! I, this I don't. First movie I remember crying at, which is sad. But I mean, was much later. But I, I, maybe as a kid I did. But it was um, Big Fish. Big Fish was oh. and that was in my early twenties. But I feel like that hit me in a, a very specific way at that time. Um, yeah, like reflecting that I was like, oh, I'm crying in a movie in a movie theater, and I feel like I at least as an maybe it was my first time as an adult crying. Yeah, but, um, good cry movie. Big Fish has that. A, a lot of people, a, a lot of tough cry, not tough criers, but what would uh, reluctant criers or, or mm-hmm. just people, whatever people who don't usually cry in movies. John criers, exactly. They mm-hmm. they will say Big Fish. Does he is, cry is a, a lot? You the, think? <laughs> John Cryer, no, he, his tear ducts are fucked up. He can't cry. That's yeah. That's the whole thing. Well, he's a laugh he's man. More of a more of a town crier than a eyeball crier. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. The> <laughs> Is that what the name comes from? I probably just yeah, come yeah. from that. Yeah, because yeah, the town crier is like, hey, you bring out your dead. That kind of thing is, uh, yeah, you know, from the plague. From the plague, from uh, uh, Holy Grail. Yeah. From, 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 like, from yeah, Monty Python that. invented. <laughs> yeah, the plague wasn't real. It's just from that movie. That's where the movie Bringing Out the Dead got the its name from, is, is, is from Monty Python. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Well, in the original draft of that <laughs> script, The Knights of Knee came out. And they, <laughs> they were like, nobody pretty, asked you to suffer pretty 90s new york <laughs> nobody, nobody asked you to uh, uh, bring out yeah. the dead that's a movie i'm going to push us to watch or review on this show that's Easy one i peasy. could i'll that's do one it that i could i'll I do could, it in a uh, second i like a movie that's uh, it has all the all the experience of cocaine without me actually having to do drugs yeah it's uh, a it's a magical movies. Yeah, I need to. I've never seen that's a, a Scorsese one that I've never I've never seen that one. Oh I god, it's great. It's great. It's, it's a I, I swear by it. And and the more I talk to people about Scorsese, it it it, it hits a, a lot of people now rank it very high. We, uh, people will say it's amongst their favorite Scorsese movies. Even really? though it was very it was extremely unsuccessful when it came out. Sort of depends on your temperament for films about you know that are downbeat and um love a downbeat movie you'll, you'll mm-hmm. like it then i think you'll i think yeah <laughs> won't make you cry I mean, though i wouldn't watch it on date night but i would watch it uh, you know for uh, speaking of which they have in this movie they have a uh, uh, uh jake yes. and nateri have a, have a we have a date night <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, like, what's their oh. date night? Remind me. I remember, remember they fly around. They, they fly they, around. They're oh, yeah, like, they're dragons. Date night. Time away from the kids where we fly on the mountain banshees. 
Uh, now, what yeah, I would but- say about this movie, because it's so long, it's so long, it truly has something for every. Like, there's a date yes. night in it for couple. Like, they really mm-hmm. have a storyline for any type of person that exists in the world, which is pretty genius about it. Like, they're yeah. just yeah. like tons of storylines that have nothing to do with each other, and they're all like for somebody. And they're also yeah. incredibly simple, so everyone can understand every single part of this movie. This was more my. This was exactly kind of my, my feeling. Leaving the movie was like was like. Again, I left the movie going, I don't know if this is a movie for me. Bringing Out the Dead is a movie for me. Mm, yeah, it is. Avatar The Way of Water is not for me. It's for <laughs> everybody. This is a movie for... And that's the, that's what I appreciated about its genius was this is a movie... I'm watching a movie that people in every continent of the world can watch and identify with. Yeah, and we're all afraid. But it's like water's nice, but also drowning's scary. So if you're a big into water, but or you're afraid of water, both of those things are in this movie yes <laughs> but you know what's interesting about that that he said is like i feel like now that's every movie but like you know that's the goal of every movie is like the most broad appeal mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. usually for me that makes me really dislike it because i'm like you're just tr- like oh this is just the most watered down da- you know like yeah it's, right yeah uh, listen yeah. i'm not gonna you know uh, hopefully marvel will hire me someday but like all those movies feel yeah. very much the same because they're like hitting the general story telling things and yeah. you're like okay i get it i've seen this it could because they're trying to be so broad yeah. so like to do that successfully with this movie is amazingly impressive because that's not an easy thing to do and make it actually like enjoyable for me mm-hmm. at least for somebody who's like the most critical person in the world um, <laughs> <Okay>. you know, <laughs> Wow, that's impressive. I think that, but I think the reason why it does is because it gets down to the most basic. I think that's something that James Cameron does really well is basic needs, basic desires. It's not, oh, we have to get the stone to the something to get the thing to unlock the thing. It's like, my family is in danger. How do I save them? Yeah. Are they still in danger? Yes. The movie continues. Have we resolved it? Yes, the family is safe. Great, movie's over. Mm-hmm. Like it's so simple. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's it's very, very, very simple. Uh, all the, I mean, the, the technology I think maybe tricks people into thinking that you're watching some hyper complicated sci-fi movie where it's a very simple story about a tribe. But it doesn't feel like sci-fi to me at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's arguably not. I mean, it's arguably more a story about a family within a tribe. Well, yeah, because I think they set up all the sci-fi stuff in the first one, like meaning the technology behind getting right. to be an avatar and, the and stuff. And then and you're the, just, yeah. yeah. And now in this one, it's like, it's just existing in the world. But I guess that's cool in a way that it is definitely sci-fi, but it didn't feel like, you know, yeah. you, you were watching like bleep bloops and stuff like that. Right. Don't yeah. you, I don't want, I don't like when I watched Andor, which I thought was excellent. I was like, you know why I like this? Because it's not about creatures. It's just people walking around. Mm-hmm. So even though it's Star Wars, and I think that that's what I You like it like. because it's like Michael Clayton in Star Wars. I just, by the way, yes. I just finished Andor and I just watched Michael Clayton. Yeah. I just watched the first 20 minutes of the one Claiborne. But um, so I'm, I'm, I can talk about all of this. Stuff. Yeah, but don't you? I mean, I think that's the key is like you've got to get down well, to that's some what, basic human things. Yeah, yes. and I think, well, I, I listened to an interview with 
Tony Gilroy, is that his name? He did yeah. All this, uh, and he was just saying the same thing. It was just like, it's about people in this situation and it's not about lightsabers and all this stuff. It's just like in a world where, it, you know, and, and yeah, that's yeah. what it, it, it's, yeah, it's relatable in that way and doesn't feel so lofty and getting lost in all of the like, yeah, considering how technological yeah. this movie, the Avatar is, you're not like thinking about anything. Well, because it's, I think there are sci-fi movies where it feels like you're being cornered by, just say, for example, my brother, who wants to describe how a heating system works. And you're like, I, that's interesting, but I don't actually need all of these details. And I think sometimes sci-fi can do that to you, where it's like, the details are supposed to be interesting, where it really isn't that. It's like, well, yeah, but what what's sort of the poetry that's flowing from this creation well, yeah well like, that's what's good. the story I mean, that's coming yeah, out of and it? and james cameron like in terminator 2 it's essentially like what if you loved a robot you know what i mean like that's like yeah. essentially, like the mm-hmm. simple ver- you're not like it's what if it's this not like how does his arm killing work? machine <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like listen yeah i want to know how the t-800s arm works for sure and i'll yeah. read yeah. all the stan winston stuff about it <laughs> yeah but um <laughs> but like at the end of the day it's yeah, he's he's pretty amazing at just making it more emotional than you know he can cut through all that stuff. It's, he's yeah, he's a pretty good filmmaker, I guess. He's a, I, he, guess. I mean, he is, and it's interesting. We've uh, when you were talking about this, the, explaining the how radio works or whatever, I got I sort of flashed on on the, the conversation we had about Christopher Nolan, who I think is a very emotional filmmaker, but but perhaps in the tenant strain of movies moves a little bit too fast for the audience. He moves too fast for me. And I'm a reasonably intelligent, uh, attentive viewer. Uh, I'm like, what the heck is going on? And like, (laughs) but I also, those movies achieve a poetry of their own. They achieve a kind of, you almost have to kind of let go of your insistence on understanding every plot turn and just go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sit back, relax and enjoy the movie. This movie, the Cameron has this knack for, really just making it very clear, which another movie from this year, Top Gun, I think having seen that a few times now, did a wonderful job of, of just like, here's the goal, here's the thing, here's how you, you but, know, no one's confused. Yeah, no one's like, here's the difference between Top Gun and Avatar. And I saw Top Gun in the theater and truly enjoyed it. Yeah. Like thought it was so fun. The, the second I walked out of the theater, I was like, that wasn't even a movie. Like, like it was so simple that it was truly like, yeah. it was like nothing. It, and, and that doesn't take away my enjoyment of it. Like I truly yeah. was like on the edge of my seat the whole time, but it was just literally trying to like shoot a hole for two hours or whatever, you know, like there was yeah. so little yeah. to it that it didn't yeah. hold up as a film in a way. Um, but at this it felt like, you know, it was the opposite of world building in a way. It was just like, this is a, it was like a video game. It was just like, here's yeah, the objective. Yeah. Let's do it. And mm-hmm. it was super exciting. But um, yeah, it was like stripping out every element of story. As yeah. Much as yeah. Anything yeah. you don't, anything you, you, you don't really need was not there. And I think the, you know, with a little bit of like, who's spiders, who's spiders dad, who's, who's Sigourney Weaver's dad, like, all right, all right, I know we always have to worry about who's, who's your dad, because <laughs> that's, that's a, I mean, it's a Hollywood movie, a baby, we gotta, who's your dad, <laughs> who's your real dad, spider who's would your... make the Nepo uh, baby list, that's true, yeah. that's true, he would, 
But I think that that uh, I was surprised because I was thinking about about Top Gun when I was watching this movie. Because I don't think that I've seen this many sort of like semi-military people like up close murdered in a movie in a long time. <laughs> like, this is yeah, for like, sure. I mean, joyfully like it, and that's sort of a video gamey thing, right? Yeah, well, they, yeah. you mean in Avatar. They definitely yes. shy away from death. Like in a way where Top Gun was so safe in that like the bad gun is like, what country was it? We don't even know. Yeah, the unnamed country. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so everything was like very safe, not offensive. Yeah. I think Avatar sort of in a way is too, but like people died. And like, not to spoil things, but like... uh whatever can i you, we already said children so oh, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah there were deaths die. where it's like death like death was much more in your face in this than in your average sort of like current hollywood movie for sure big time yeah yeah and the way that they the way that it's like they had dialogue and then we would see them and then they die and it's like well i didn't know those characters but it, it's a it's sort of like the way that the movie stays on all these soldier people and then lingers to watch them die it was like that felt like a reference to video games because I don't play video games. And I was like, I think I'm missing something about that particular thing. I mean, I think he's, I think he's knows exactly what he's doing, which is he shows a, 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 a whale massacre, a whaling massacre, mm -hmm. which is quite disturbing. Oh, it's just one. It's just a mom though. So oh, it feels brutal. like a thousand. Yeah. And yeah. then her baby, they either murder her baby or sh the baby dies. Ugh. Ugh. He's drawing a comparison to imperialism and to poaching mm -hmm. and to a lot of the evils of the world. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then gives you an incredibly long and satisfying sequence of paramilitary Americans being slaughtered by a whale. Just slaughtered but, but, but so also, much. <laughs> they, but also in the scene where they murder the whale, it's also awesome. Like the way, like the way that they do, like yeah, he, mm -hmm. yeah. like the, meaning the the way that they did it and the way that they like made it look was so detailed and mm -hmm. like it like uh, like elaborate in a way where you're like this is pretty incredible, yeah. Um, and like I don't know, there's something to that too of just like even that was sort of badass and cool like you mm -hmm. you got why the, the guy who was like doing it was like truly enjoying himself in a piece of shit um yeah and the germaine clement character was is pretty fun too of like the somewhat but barely compromised scientist where he's like yeah. sort of has feelings yeah yeah but i pay for his research like i don't know if that's a good explanation yeah. we'll see what happens in the next movie yeah good conflicted character I love the the uh, the introduction at about hour two of the movie of this massive movie. At hour two, you learn that it's ba the movie's basically about whale goo, about mm -hmm. getting a <laughs> yeah <laughs> drilling out. The yeah, you're like, wait a minute. You're like, wait. Yeah, it is two hours, and I don't know what this movie's about. Oh, that's what it's about. This whale brain goo. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Sure. Uh, I definitely thought when I was watching it, I was, uh, you know, when the whales are swimming around and and the all the all the Navi have like a like they're like sister cities, you know, where there's cities that are supposed to be friends, but they have a whale friend who's oh, like yes. their yeah. their pal, their their uh, you know forever friend. Yeah, and and <laughs> I was watching it, and it's so real. I was like, 
oh, this is one you have to be careful showing to kids because they're going to find real whales disappointing. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, real whales don't have, like, an empty cavernous mouth that has, you like, a beautiful thing that in. you can lick your hair in and <laughs> essentially have sex with or, like, yeah. brain sex. Yeah, and they don't actually talk and rescue you and stuff. Yeah, you can't do sign language with a whale, but I I do imagine that some of the some of the uh, stuff that Jermaine Clement says in there about like the intelligence of whales is is that seems like just lifted from real whale. Uh, oh yeah, facts. whales are incredibly intelligent, and and uh, whales are one of the uh, animals that have menopause. Elephants, whales, humans. Interesting. Almost all animals don't have it, and the theory is is that having a matriarchal society, you can actually keep the young alive longer if you have older women leading the pack and taking care of them because when those those women whales die they the more of the babies die that year wow fascinating yeah that's really interesting menopause Mm -hmm. yeah that it's a protective it's protective for old ladies so that they can live longer because they've not their lives are extended by not dying in childbirth i guess wow yeah those are real they, whales. These whales, I don't these know. These whales, these Tolkien. <laughs> these whales have the opposite of menopause. But yeah. they do have fertility struggles. Because remember when she's like, oh, yeah, oh she right. tried for so long for a baby. I'm like, did she do whale IVF? <laughs> like, what happened there? <laughs> they, they spent a lot that. of whale money on IVF and it didn't take. And it it was didn't just take. Weird. It was really disappointing. Yeah. 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 But, I feel like the Navi have some sort of like, like they they do their own IVF thing. The Navia seem to always be pregnant. They just seem to be a very fertile people. Like always. Yeah, they you do. Know. They do seem. There's also be. a substantial amount of. I don't remember this from the first one, but I haven't seen it so long. There's a substantial amount of uh, of Navi cleavage in this oh one my that God. I was like, yeah. I was like, this is a lot of Navi cleavage. There's a lot What's of boobies on here. There. Here's yeah. another yeah. thing where I th- I think that Jimmy old Jimmy old JC. Uh, knows Jesus Christ old or old yes. the movie savior JC knows what he's doing mm-hmm. where he's probably read up on like well there was some sexual interest in the first avatar movie because he's got some there's some cleavage and then I think those new teal people mm. I'm like this is a big old like thick-legged woman with big old feet like swimming around I'm like this is it <laughs> like you're satisfied mm-hmm. like there's somebody that really likes this this thing well, I'm they have watching beautiful here. butts and tails yeah <laughs> Great. They have the, they all have like perfect long Pilates bodies plus tails. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about Moat's tail, like or ro- ro- Ratso's, t- I'm looking at the IMDb page. Rizzo? If we're, uh, if we're talking about Ratso Rizzo's tail, like, uh, I was confused as to which one was um, Kate Winslet. I know I, I didn't was realize for such a long time. End. Yeah. Yeah. So she's Ron yeah. Ronal, who I believe is the the mother the pregnant of, one. Okay, so she's the yeah. pregnant she, one. Okay. I somehow missed all of the again, like a lot of the lead up to this movie cuz afterwards I watched like behind the scenes stuff and was reading about it and, and I guess it was a huge or I don't know, whatever. Huge part of the lead up was that she like learned Kate Winslet learned how to hold her breath for like seven and a half minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I was watching the movie and I was like, "Why were you?" Yeah, that's swimming? so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does that have to do with any? Why did you do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, cool, but you why? Probably could have been 
breathing through a tube the entire you probably could have a mask on the entire time under under uh, yeah. the, the, the uh, shoot tank or whatever um, well i guess they made this movie from 2017 until uh till 2020 so it's, this movie's old I mean, it was one of the movies that had the good fortune of being able to shoot through the worst times of COVID because they were in New yeah. Zealand. A, you're in New Zealand, so everything's pretty good, comparatively good. And then you're in this kind of um, subculture of making of just this film anyway. Yeah. Well, also, they probably could have isolated, like, the fact that it's so green screeny, mm. like, mm-hmm. worked to it. You know what's so interesting about this, too? Um Yes. No. Is that um, <laughs> when you watch a lot of when you watch a lot of like whatever? There's so many now that movies that like a Marvel movie or whatever. I'm not talking. I, I like some of the Marvel stuff. So please, but like um, yeah. All the impression I get is that you you've qualified this now several times. You know, in comparison to the bad Marvel movies. By the way, I like Marvel. <laughs> I like Marvel. Hire me. Hire me. Hire no. me. Yes. Hire guys, please. No. Is that. <laughs> In a lot of these green screen movies, you can really feel the actors acting in a green screen. Like, you, because yeah. everything's created yeah. around them, there's just, you know what I'm talking about. There's just like a style of acting on green screen that is just yeah. like how it is. Some of these Star Wars shows, too, you just like can feel that they're in a tiny room, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like considering that all of this was just the same, ex- like, you could not have had more green screen around them. It just felt more, and I, I guess their faces are essentially green screen too, but it, you don't have that feeling. Like when I watch behind the scenes stuff of this, I'm like, that's crazy that they're just by themselves essentially. Yeah. But they hit like on emotions that I feel like are harder to do in a lot of these green screen things. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch, if you look it up, there's some really, there's one of Benedict Cumberbatch playing a oh my a God. snake. The, the, He's so good, uh, and it's uh, like smog of the desolate. That's smog, smog, smog. Yes, yes. But I, I was watching it, and I was like, in a way, kind of seems easier because you're just like, you don't have to be like. There's nothing embarrassing. No, no one's actually watching you. You're just kind of doing it for yourself. But I think it's more, it's more (laughs) like, like, hey, pretend there's a comet coming towards you, right? Because you can't see it. You're just like, everybody's like, eye lines are off. Like, (laughs) they're just like, the reactions are different sized, you know, or whatever, like. Well, that's um, more like commercial acting. Like, there's a pickle flying through the air. Like, no, no, there's no pickle. There's no pickle. There's nothing. Yeah. I would say that. Real story, real story from auditions in my life. (laughs) That that someone made you look at an imaginary pickle? Yes. I hope it was. Was it a Clausen's job? A, a, a Vlasic job? Was this Vlasic? Uh, That's got to be Vlasic. <laughs> it's the one with the uh, story. Classic, classic. Vlasic. That's Vlasic. Vlasic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Vlasic stork? He used to talk in the commercials. I don't oh think my they God. make commercials. Remember him. For that was like my, that's my favorite childhood. Yeah, you know, memory was Terminator 2 in the theater and Vlasic. Vlasic Well, that made you cry, though, right? <laughs> Oh my pickle? god! I used to ball at those. The Vlasic pickle. <laughs> I think the 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 jump up from acting is is quite noticeable from the original movie to this one because I saw that first movie relatively recently and was like, mm, I don't know, this is a little bit. Vi- it's a little bit video game acting, which I don't want to impugn video games. I know there's people that like video game acting and performances, but it was a little bit like, come on, let's go, like a little yes. bit that style of like, come on, hey well, buddy, bad get out guy, of my though. way. Um, yeah, but this one, I thought, however, they've improved motion mocap effects or facial uh, performance. I feel like 
the Quaritch, the, the Stephen Lang character. I felt like um, Zoe Saldana. And I even felt that Sam Worthington, that Jake Sully, even though he's a very, he, I think without an avatar skin, he's sort of a difficult actor to read. But by the end, I was like, oh, I get this. I get this character. He's a guy he's trying to protect his family. And, <laughs> and, and I thought it was a, my, my, yeah, my actual, he's a guy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he was good. I was like, he was good in the movie, which is odd because well, it feels seemed... almost like you're watching a, a, a some kind of animated movie or something but uh, and i th but i took that as sort of like uh just their lives have changed these are they, when i think when these movies when they shot the first one they were young people and now they're parents with a bunch of kids and the so the themes have i think inevitably deepened their performances here but it probably also has to do with that motion capture because i think it's a lot it, at least from the shots that I saw, it's more like you're just acting with like a tiny little thing dangling in front of your face. It's not, but you can still be in a scene with someone. Yeah. And that's, that seems oh, so much better. I mean, what a dream job. Like it also just feels easy. Like you don't need to like put on makeup. You can just right? show up and be a fucking like, like roll out of bed and be in these scenes and like <laughs> and then you look awesome like geez that's a man you're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars look at these guys they're so great they're lucky well it's kind of like a it's like the best vo job you've ever had i mean i think it's an interesting yeah. idea too that you could be an actor of any age and play any role and oh my and god i mean this is going to be like the next i mean obviously i'm not saying anything that people haven't said but like now the technology is like, I mean, yeah, Sigourney Weaver was like 12 years old. Like, mm -hmm. it's gonna, mm -hmm. that's crazy. They're just, and didn't somebody just like sell their like image that they can be in anything after they're dead too? Like, I know that they've been doing oh. that. Oh. Uh, I feel like somebody just like signed away their like face. I want to say, um, um, God, am I conflating this with the, with the problems Bruce Willis has had? I want to say, I want to say it was, oh no, God, it might've been, it might've been somebody, it, if it wasn't him, it's like somebody of that, like ilk or like age, you know, like that. They're, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's oh, bonkers. That's crazy. that's crazy. Yeah. Because I think there's also, there's a fictional movie about that, about like all the actors being uploaded that someone, someone was talking about on here. Now I'm seeing uh, it's debunked. This Bruce Willis sold his face has been uh, has been debunked. Uh, yeah, but if we um, just talk about it being real, it's, it's <laughs> misinformation. It that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I uh, heard it was he was making face off, and he's going to swap faces with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, but that's Nicolas Cage sold his face. He swapped yeah. his face. He bartered his face. But that's real. That I would happens. love to watch them actually switch their faces. That would be. <laughs> I mean, now you could make God a face you off could. a face off in the deep fake era would be so cool. Yeah, you could almost have the you could almost put them on the same. You could almost keep their bodies but swap their faces. Yeah, but um, then it would make it a little bit more like, how do you not know that's not your husband? He's <laughs> completely <yeah>. different. <laughs> well, that, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the movie The Irishman, which uh, pioneered kind of or not it wasn't the first. Oh my to god! Do it, I, but the the only the my favorite I I really really like the irishman but there it, there was one shot where uh robert de niro younger the guy at the store like says something to his daughter and he like goes yes. to beat them up and he like he's kicking them and you just 
it's like a it's like a long shot of him and you see like his yeah. calcified body beating the shit out of him yes, and it's yeah. like why didn't they just hire a body double like it's so weird to see yeah like an 85 year old or i don't know how old he is but like whatever like his arm is like stuck in this position and this young man's face yes it's just so weird <laughs> yeah they, they de-age them right they yeah. age them quite a bit, and they and they uh, yeah, the, he did u- do some physical stuff in the movie. Yeah, where you're like, why don't, why didn't you just get a younger man to do that physical part? My defense of this was that it's almost like they invented a new guy. They did invent a new guy. He's playing a guy, but he's playing this kind of big lumbering Irishman who doesn't look like young Robert De Niro. So when they take age off of him, he still looked like shit because he's like a, just a <laughs> Irish guy who drinks beer all day. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. speaking of the, uh, the, uh, yeah, but just, where is he in this movie? <laughs> where, uh, yes, if you can spot bad guys Robert sure. De Niro in this film, uh, <laughs> I wanted to just ask real quick about the way that you saw this film exhibited. Um, I've seen it twice now, both in, um, once in Dolby vision and once in a, on an IMAX screen, both in 3d with high frame rate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is that how you saw it, Craig? Did you, did you see a, a um, I, can, screening? I can look up what my exact ticket was. It was not AMC. I mean, it, okay. was, sorry. it was not, um, it was AMC. It wasn't uh, IMAX. Okay. Um, ah, but it was okay. here. I'm going to see what it says. What did you call get it? excited? Fomax. Oh, well mm-hmm. that IMAX is a Limax. Oh, uh, yeah. the Americana IMAX is a Limax. There's only one true IMAX in well right now the main one is uh over there in uh universal city yes this is dolby cinema at amc it was uh it's uh, auditorium 17 at americana at the brand perfect okay okay Okay, so you saw that was a great probably probably the ideal way to see the uh the 3d uh because it was i mean it was the best thing i've ever seen like 3d wise (laughs) also because i the other thing is like 3D had this thing like 10, 15 years ago, whenever Avatar came out, where every a lot of movies were doing it, but they were just fake 3D. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you sort of got yeah. like bored. Yeah. Like it's like, what is this? This is worthless. This one was just like, I think this is part of the thing that I just really like. I was blown away throughout the entire movie visually. The 3D was incredible. And also, I started wearing contact lenses like a year and a half ago. And not having a pair of glasses under your 3D glasses <laughs> is a huge game changer. Oh that might wow, really be the so, kicker. So you could have been a guy wearing a mask, 3D glasses, glasses, and crying. Okay. Yes, yes. Just sweating balls, like with all these things. Um, I have a That's slight nice. tech yeah. quibble, though, with this movie, which is I do think that the frame rate issue, I don't know if, you got, if, you, if either of you noticed a frame rate change throughout the film, which is basically like... Uh, some scenes are shot at a higher rate than 24 frames. So you get what they call the soap opera effect. It's like a little bit of that kind of glassy, um, smooth effect on some of the scenes. I think they di- they overused it a little bit in this in the version of the film that I saw. And which which um, scenes was it? Just so I can, because it didn't jump out at me. And I do not like that look for sure. Okay, yeah. Now, you may have seen a screening without without this, but if you saw it in 3D, I'm thinking that you probably did see this, which is, it was almost in, in, in almost any scene with action or movement, mm-hmm. um, which works well uh, in scenes, with, like full-blown action scenes, but there would be scenes where they would like cut to a close-up in 24 frames, and then a wide shot where someone's just like unrolling a mat to sleep on 
And then that would be like sped up, like in this, you mm-hmm. know, 48 frames. And then they would cut back to a close up. Well, basically, I think the guiding principle of the of this technology is that in dramatic scenes where you really need to be in emotionally invested they would they would return that to 24 frames and then for big action stuff they would make it um 48 frames and i think hmm. um there's a director uh, dean fleischer camp who's uh, uh did mm-hmm. the uh, marcel marcel the, the, Michelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he made a like a tweet thread the other day which i thought was pretty good sort of saying that he doesn't think HFR, this is high frame rate works because our eyes, like for instance, the analogy he uses is like, if you're watching a baseball move across a screen, you see it, you're basically watching a streak. And then if you were to watch it go up and it would pause in the air, you would see it very clearly. And then as it's going back down, as gravity's pulling it down, you would see another streak. And so even though our eyes don't see a streak of motion blur, it's very weird and disorienting to kind of watch this. And I'm inclined to agree with him because I think the high frame rate stuff works very well underwater and in the space scenes where there's weightlessness um, Mm -hmm. and less well in things where in moments where things are actually like falling due due to gravity. Um, uh, Wait, there's space in here. There's a space, there's some space weightlessness early on, like when the, when the, what's his name? Stephen Lang wakes up. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't like the frame rate stuff. I don't like it. I didn't like it in the Hobbit. I thought it was insane in the Hobbit. No, the Hobbit, I remember, um, really noticing it and being like disoriented. This one, I was just along for the ride and, and, uh, maybe it was because I was just lost in the storytelling, you know, but, uh, it, it, uh, you know. If I ever see it again, I'll, I will try to pay attention. And yeah. I, won't see it again. I mean, uh, it's important that you find things to complain about. Uh, I'm just saying. You found I'm not saying. It's not even a complaint. I'm just saying that, like, as a, as a, this is a presentation issue, which mm-hmm. may affect. And some, I've heard this, I've heard this a couple times from people who were like, I didn't like it in this other movie, and I kind of like it in this movie. So I think he has struck a balance that works for most people. I would just say that it's. I remember being aware, very aware of it in one of the in the Hobbit thing because I remember yeah. being like yeah. annoyed, like like and and uh, yeah. I mean that also the movie was also not good, so maybe that added to it, but um, for sure. But this one I didn't really notice. I saw it in Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, uh, a movie that was in 3D and all super high frame rate and looked insane. What is that? I've never heard of that movie. It's that like an Ang like Lee movie. <laughs> it's a it's like this Ang Lee movie that's about uh, uh, these returning veterans from Iraq who uh, go, uh, participate in like a Super Bowl halftime show, uh, and it's a very intimate drama. It's not like <laughs> it's not the kind of movie that should be shot in that style. Um, but, uh, they performed with Prince. They the performed with uh, with uh, Destiny's Child, and so there's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a really, really intimate. Happened? It's a really personal, intimate movie, and then they perform <laughs> um, "Say My Name." <laughs> They're on Destiny's stage Child. with Destiny's Child. It's a, it's yeah. it's like a, it's sort of like a memoir about like we came back and they celebrated us and put us on the Super Bowl halftime show, but we had PTSD and problems and and um, uh, and so it's a it's it, an intimate but it's drama. Real people? No, it's like actors. Okay, Billy Lynn's, but Vin Diesel's in it. Billy Lynn, Billy Lynn's long. Oh, that might walk. be part of the problem. <laughs> there's another one. There's another movie called Genesis Man that Ang Lee made. Gen- Genesis. I, I saw that. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. the one with Will. Will. 
Is that Will Smith? Smith? Yeah. yeah. I and, saw that on an airplane, which is how that movie should be seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what the best airplane movie, I think, and I, I thought this a long time, is The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh. Because like the pants themselves, that movie fits every single person on that plane. <laughs> no, I. this might be similar to that, but I saw, this is my best ever plane movie. I'd never seen it. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is perfect, was um, uh, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, I was yeah. like, this like yeah. is just mm-hmm. such a good, it's just a solid movie. And seeing it on an airplane, like, just, <laughs> mm, mm, Yeah, just it's a movie it. that doesn't, it's like, it's nothing that makes you think too hard or have too many feelings about how you're rocketing through the sky and you could die at any moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, you're just I, the, like, is it okay for him to be such a jerk to her? <laughs> no. No. Yes. <laughs> in the uh in the days pre like jet blue or pre you know like pre individual screens they yeah. the 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 stat was always that the most popular plane movie or i think i think it was amongst the most popular and longest running plane movies was you've got mail oh, um, yeah. that's the, another that same mm-hmm. sort of uh style movie for sure yeah. it's just a crowd crowd please rom- romance movie. but the first plane movie now that you asked that i remember seeing was again this is my dad letting me or having me watch inappropriate films, but I was uh, the fugitive and I was probably, what movie year did that come out? Like 94 or something. So it was probably like 10 or 11. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, 93. And that was just like the best plane movie. Like, cause that was also mm-hmm. the time where everybody was watching the same movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Now that's a, now that's a movie to watch. Yeah. yeah. That's a I hell of a movie. I don't care. The yeah. first flight I ever, I remember my first plane movie, it was, it was a flight to the, to the South or South Carolina. So it was on the way there, uh, West to East was, uh, while you were sleeping mm-hmm. and East to West was Crimson Tide with the uh, Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. See, that seems too, too stressful. For I thought, it, I, I thought the same thing when I saw it, cause I'd seen it in the theater and I was like, I think this is too stressful for this plane. <laughs> Wait, Crimson Tide, again, another, this is, I saw that. In the theater at age six, and uh, had to be had to be had to be taken had to be taken out of that movie. Uh-huh. I had to be taken out of that. Movie. Oh, was it too? Was it? Were you upset? Or I think it, it was too. Yeah, I think I was upset. I, I think I was probably just running or like that's not yes. a movie that a kid can sit for. <laughs> yeah, like hours for. You're like there's, there's no nothing r- for me. In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough because those it's like it's funny because I, I went to those i don't know if you did this because of the pandemic but my child is a little older and i did the parent and me screenings and those movies they would like they would show you anything because it's a baby and so it's fine so i watched uh black Klansmen. <laughs> oh was- my god <laughs> And oh my god! At the end of that movie, where they the, the shots of the you know that girl that was killed at one of the protests, and oh, yes, and I just started hair. crying so hard. And then I turn around, <laughs> and one of the other moms that I know is behind me, and she's like, Ugh. and then we went and had uh, I just cried outside. Then it was great. <laughs> Wait, where where did they do that? Still, where do they do the parent and me? I think they. I think at the time they were doing them at the Los Feliz Three. I don't know if they still yeah, do them. If, I don't know if they're doing them anymore. Yeah, it was great. But then, um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I think they show movies that are okay for kids to watch, but that was like cool. So you could go with your baby. 
it's like 10 in the morning on a Tuesday or something. Yeah. Well, good I times. I just I think, cry in movies a lot, I'm realizing. I just keep talking about all the times I cried, and I, I love crying in movies. It's great. It's cathartic. It's gr- it is. It's <laughs> one of the great things that movies can do, and it's rare. It's it's You take advantage of it when you mm-hmm. can. <laughs> when it's a safe a place. Cry. It's like therapist <laughs> office, movie theater, a theoretically, I guess, a church or a temple of some kind, but I don't do that. But yeah, this is like a safe You place. should... um. People should like bottle their tears from each movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As just a little like memory of how much you cried in certain films. Yeah, I should do that. It would be a good way to like quantify how emotionally yes. um, powerful a film is. You it's know true. that would be a like yeah. a, a an Instagram post if like look at what oh here's the here's my avatar bottle and here's yeah, my yeah. That's a great way to review it. It's like that yeah. you're just yeah. This had this was two vi- two full vials of tears <laughs> during this film. Like it's holy like, shit. It, that's a yeah. That's a two viler. Well, it was, it's funny because it would be great to do it yourself. But if someone else did that and took your tears, that's like serial killer. But if yeah. you do it, it's like an interesting art piece. Yes. Well, maybe it's like part of the 3D glass. It's like an attachment to the 3D glasses where it has like a little thing there or like sucks out like somehow it like (laughs) takes out the moisture (laughs) and reconstitutes it. There's a. Yeah, that'd be great. I follow Kevin Smith, or I don't really follow him. I follow. Him. I, I I get re- reposted Kevin Smith stuff enough to know that Kevin Smith has a habit of every time he cries at a movie, uh-huh. he takes a picture of himself, and so oh, he'll be like latest Star Wars, like it'll be some Star Wars thing or something. Wait, so in like, the middle of the movie, he'll take out his phone and take a picture he takes of like himself? pictures of himself because I think he's always angling to like maybe write a Marvel movie or something. Like he really wants one, so he'll be like, "Hey, yeah. everybody, just got out of Endgame. Like, here's me and my tears. Hey, everybody, just got out of." <laughs> you know <laughs> ghostbusters afterlife or whatever here's Wait, so tears. he's always <laughs> crying at the end of the movie it's like afterwards he makes a point of like when he gets all welled up and teary he takes pictures of his face like if you if you look mm-hmm. up kevin smith cry or whatever you'll see the God. he's very uh proud uh to display <laughs> the fact that he that he, that he has cried a couple times uh, uh during he's one of those people where i just like aesthetically just and meaning like in every way like not a fan of him. you know it's a certain point i was but like not a fan but i truly respect that he like exists i'm like good for that guy he's doing yeah but it he's still. he's standing he's standing a, a lone read to borrow a phrase from you've got mail is that like that guy from college yes because <laughs> i feel like yeah. that guy there were the guys from college who loved mall rats or something and then those guys that still love kevin smith have joined kevin smith in being that guy from college like they grew up to be kevin smith oh 100%. yes yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's Almost fine and everybody. i don't like making fun of people for crying but the, i think the, no, no. the like celebrating yourself having emotions feels craven to me well also i mean the the idea of like snapping a picture of it is sort of the antithesis of what crying like you're having a moment of emotional release and you're taking yourself out of it by 
taking the photo and like you know, not like monetizing it, but you're like using it as like some sort of like cachet. <laughs> right. and you're like, that's not yeah. what it's supposed to be. Exactly. Like you you yeah. you have your you you're holding your baby and you're like, <laughs> hey, look, I just had a baby. Is like, okay, well that's that's all right, but not during the birth. You wouldn't do it. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's more like it's more like you you have a baby and then you turn the camera around on yourself to capture your tears. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe that's not a good example because as an adult, it'd be fascinating to be like, "Wow, you were like that when I was born." <laughs> That'd be you were freaking out. You were crying. Yeah, you were acting shit. weird. <laughs> you were acting so um, weird. Speaking of crying, I, I do think that the end of this movie is a is a, a highly my I saw I've seen this movie twice now, Avatar, mm-hmm. Way of Water, and the first time I saw it, I, I I was overall very impressed and enjoyed the third hour. The second time I saw it, I found the first two hours a slight, just a tad tedious, although I did enjoy mm-hmm. it. And, but the third hour, I found. Uh, overwhelmingly emotional. I really did think that it was a very, very emotional ending. Did I you did cry? cry. I cried. I cried at the uh, on I the second the, viewing. On the second on viewing, the second, wow. and I didn't. And I don't think I cried on the first viewing, but I did cry on the second viewing of of kind of everything from from uh, the death of one of the sons to the to uh, Natari uh, uh, her those guttural screams, you know, and Ugh, uh, and th- that showdown, and then. When it's kind of like all is lost, and then the, and then the kid, the, the little Sigourney Weaver, puts on little fairy wings. Mm. Um, yeah, which... she talks to the little light up fishes. But my <laughs> question was, why didn't she? Why didn't she grab fairy wings for everybody? I know, rude. Oh yeah, that's true. Agree, agree. That's true. Like, like why... come on. Yeah, bring it up. You know what? It's like don't bring gum if you didn't bring enough gum for everybody. She didn't. <laughs> Same rules. Yeah, she brought nature. She brought nature's breathing gum yeah. only for herself. But oh my god, that was one of the things where I was like, I can't show this to my child until she's old enough to understand not real because she's gonna be like, well, when can I go to the ocean and have yes. fairy wings? <laughs> like, there's fairy wings under the ocean, right? If I swim down far enough, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I can also like plug into that uh, that uh, reef or whatever where I can uh, commune with the dead. Um, oh, uh, I know. Which is, I uh, know. Uh, it's nothing. They, wait, they it's also like sort that. of set up this thing where what Sigourney Weaver where were they setting up for the next movie where she's yeah. like she can't she can't put her hair on the reef again because of the seizure. If she does it again, something bad will happen. Yes, it's yeah, like, and she didn't do it again. It's like, like that's the type of thing in a movie where like, don't let her do it one more time. And yes. Like, oh my God, she's going to do it again. What's going to happen? And she just didn't. And I was like, oh, she just heeded the warning. Okay. I yeah. Guess, I guess not. We're set up. She's going to, you know, she's plugging back in. Yeah. There's it's a little bit It's of- interesting though, because that is a real thing that there's a kind of, uh, a kind of seizure that does make you have religious visions and uh, there are a lot of writers and religious figures who have this particular kind of seizure happen to them. And it was so strange in this movie that's completely made up. It's like, hold on a second. I read a book by a lady who <laughs> describes this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then was a nun and like, you know, had these seizures and then stopped being a nun. It's very interesting. It's called the spiral staircase. Very good book. But, uh, I don't think it's seizures, guys. I think she's really connecting with uh, with Pandora, 
goddess. Well, there's a little there's a little faith faith v science uh, here at the end where it's like you have this. I mean, it's quite explicitly laid out there where they bring her body in and the doctors are doing some CPR type stuff and they're like, That's get right. out of here. And then they mm-hmm. and then they start doing this kind of more uh, tribal type acupuncture type medicine mm-hmm. on her. While meanwhile, mm-hmm. outside the guys are like, she has epilepsy, dude. Like you got it. Oh no, war military yeah, stuff. So there's not, I believe it. She's not communing with any ancestors down there. That's classic epilepsy. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. So, Let them do their weird stuff. Cool. <laughs> Let them do that that old magic witchcraft stuff. We know what the real answer is. No but magic. He's been there for like 14 years and he's still like, I don't know about that. It's weird. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I have a feeling in part three we'll get to see some. Uh, they'll oh. probably plug back into that. I was really shocked, though, when they killed the kid. So I was like, what? <clears throat> I didn't know you could do that. In this kind of movie. Yeah, it's sort of not that I like that, but I was it is like a relief like when you see something like that in a movie nowadays, I was just like, good for them. Like it felt yeah, like Yeah, they went for it. Yeah. Le- they went for it. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that, James. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah. And and like some real stakes. Like, yeah, not everyone's gonna make it out of this alive. On that note, um I, I'd be curious to know what what it what is the MPAA rating uh, yes. that stands for Mama Panic Attack Assessment, which uh, maybe perhaps uh, people that are tuning in just to just to hear about this movie, explain what this what this segment is on the show. So yeah, this is my take on the MPAA rating, which is for content, usually for sex and violence stuff. But for me, since I had a kid, I realized that I was watching movies in a completely different way. Uh, with certain content that really bothered me and like a few dicks and butts I don't care about. Uh, so I was like, I need to talk about this. And I realized that lots of people feel this way and kind of like focus on the family type reviews are one thing, but this is not a conservative weird thing. It's like, hey, when I see kids in danger, it bothers me in a different way. So this is not a, you're, not, you're saying this is not a Christian spotlight on the movies <laughs> review. No, this isn't whether or not it's okay that morally they, you know, they kiss or whatever. Uh, this has to do with your comfort level as a mother, as a parent uh, watching. Uh, yeah, the stuff. themes that come up if you have a little baby or a little kid, like, are these things going to be like, yikes, that's not what I want to watch when I'm really trying to just vacate my brain and, you know relax i would say this is not a movie you should watch to just chill if you have a little kid because it does really immediately bring up like from the very first few minutes of the movie it's like yeah you know the kids the kids are growing up they're going away there there's a certain amount of danger in the life that they live and then that just keeps getting more and more intense leading to the death of one of the kids and and then the parents having to kind of like pull it together and be like, we have to pull it together because our little baby girls are now in danger. And that idea, like even saying it now, my back is getting very cold. It's like mm. we have to pull it together for our other kids who are still living is like, oh, man, that's real. And I hate that it's real. And then they have to put their kid in these little this little like plant thing that sort of like sucks up his body. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so 
hard and will never not be hard that, uh, you know, the existence of your children is, is, you know, is never going to give you peace <laughs> as long as you're alive because <laughs> you have to worry about this person forever. Uh, so I would say this is a, this is a, a, a tough, a tough one. I'd say, I think it's also kind of beautiful in the way that it depicts accepting loss and, and, and moving on with like how, how wonderful it is. Oh my God, I actually am getting emotional. Um, so I would say it's an NC 17 cause just thinking about it is making me want to cry. So <laughs> say like, be careful, <laughs> be careful watching this movie. Uh, so that's oh. my, that's my review. Wow. Okay. Do you you also have a child? You're welcome to give your MPA rating as well. You don't have to cry though. <laughs> no, yeah, I I'm very much not that I, I like totally feel everything you're saying, but my my bar for like I can watch anything. Like my wife is the exact opposite of me. I'll watch like documentaries about serial killers till like the second I fall asleep. Like I'm uh -huh. like, all right, click good night. <laughs> And my wife is like, can we watch some puppies? You know, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, so my bar is slightly different, but I totally, yes, it's like, it's definitely, um, the themes in it are not completely turn your brain off. But if you're able to see in the theater, my brain was switched off from like the real world in that I was like immersed in a, it brought me back to a type of movie watching that I experienced as a kid where it's just like wonder, yeah. which I feel like I, I rarely, rarely experience at a film anymore is just like what you are, like as a kid love about movies. It's just like spectacle, you know? So I yeah. mean, in that way I would yeah. say it will turn your like brain off from real world stuff in certain ways. But yeah, definitely the things that they're talking about and the content, I would not say so. But if you can just like, turn off the sound and edit some of the scenes out. It's basically <laughs> like a, it's like a fake, fake otherworldly, like, um, you know, National Geographic movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Such a good, like, I would totally go there. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's beautiful. If they, oh, didn't, sure. if they weren't saddled with having unobtainium and the brain goo, you know, like, yeah. it would be a much easier place to live. Yeah. They just have too many precious resources. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fake National Geographic is that is kind of the, <laughs> you know a friend of mine. I was uh, uh, last night. I talked to uh, uh, my friend uh, Scott Gardner, who's been on the show before, and he was describing um, James Cameron's uh, IMAX documentary called Voyage to the Deep. Titanic. Titanic. Or, or was it? It was a Titanic? Titanic film. It was basically like a film where him and Bill Paxton get in a capsule and go down and visit the Titanic. Yeah, he's like obsessed with that shit. Like going. He's obsessed with I mean, he's the water man. This man is more into water than anyone. Yeah. And this movie's kind of like a greatest hits at the end of you've a little bit, a little bit of Titanic, a little bit of the abyss, other other things. I mm -hmm. think it's like he's made like three or four movies where people are like, oh, "Okay, last breath." <gasps> yeah. Okay. Um but uh, he he was saying Scott was saying that this movie, if you can track it down, is James Cameron and Bill Paxton uh, exploring uh, the deep sea. And at some point in the documentary, they emerge, and it's the morning of nine eleven. What? And they're like, and Bill Paxton is like, James, the worst terrorist attack ever has happened. 
and oh they have, they have to like deal with and the movie just happened they I have thought to be you were shooting say, like, the morning of 9 11 he, he like he he just senses it after popping his head out of the water like he hasn't <laughs> seen the news he's just like james i know this is going to sound weird but i just sense that yeah. <laughs> well if he was navi he would well, know well they yeah. were plugged in down there <laughs> they, they were plugged in oh down my, to the spirit so tree or whatever <laughs> Oh uh, man, that's so weird. wild! What a weird. Yeah, I haven't. I can't. I can't wait to track this down. I'm sure Scott will talk about it on his uh, podcast, or write or something. But I, I'm, um, I'm very uh, curious now to this see is this movie. <laughs> another little James, uh, not James Brown, James Cameron uh, tidbit is there was a profile in the New Yorker. Anybody ever hear of that publication of him mm-hmm. years ago? And he, when the wildfires come to his house, he does not leave. He has a like a fire truck and he just hoses down around his head. like he's like he's yeah. a, he's a madman he's a true man he takes a stand yeah. he stands you up you mean he has there. a lot of water on hand at all times? yes truly truly mm-hmm. he's yeah. a water mm-hmm. he's, he's uh, the water yeah so, it doesn't sound like an easy man to live with but uh good director i don't know what does he have like five or six wives I don't know. Um, <sighs> All right, fine. I'll date him. I'll find Jackson out. Jackson Bigelow. Sure. Yeah. You know, you got it. Yeah. He's a vegan. Um, yeah. Because all those super, super rich, fancy guys are vegan now. No, yeah, vegan. Uh, he ain't eating no whale goo. Um, let's, uh, let's rate this movie on a scale of one to four. Uh, something that is specific to this movie. Uh, one to four fingers a- on your hand if you're an actual Navi. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. There fingers. you go. Navi yeah. fingers. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, that's nice and clean. Masks. The spider doesn't mind wearing a mask. Spider, <laughs> Political. Oh, spider. He's spider can wear a mask, mask for two hours. Time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anne and I will go first, summarizing our thoughts on uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Craig, your rating will be the official rating yeah. on this show. Uh, and all shows, really. And this is a movie mm-hmm. where there's a lot of chatter online, like you like you joked when we were setting this up. That, uh, I bet no one's talked about this. It doesn't <laughs> matter how many people are talking about this. This is the definitive conversation of our world. And I think, actually, you're the good person to give a good rating because you're not... You seem to have no dog in this fight, really. I have zero um, dogs. You have so little, few dogs. <laughs> I've never heard of fewer dogs in an Avatar discussion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're coming at it real... Real, uh, sl- uh, real steady. So, um, uh, yes, let's rate it. Uh, uh, shall we? Shall we rate it on fingers? On a, uh, on what? Would it, how, how would we phrase that? Um, normal fingers, Navi fingers on a regular hands? avatar. Yes, fing- yeah, <laughs> f- yeah. Normal Navi fingers. Okay. I'll I'll gladly go first. Uh, avatar: The Way of Water is an improvement upon the first movie. I think. For sure. It's James Cameron doing a lot of the things that he does best, including, as we just mentioned, his kind of affinity for water-based action. I think that, uh, again, I do not, I cannot completely give myself over to the corniness of the Avatar franchise. Like, there's just something about the kind of general design and everything that I'm like, these movies will never be my favorite movies. But I think... I'm also at a stage in my life where politically I align with them so much and I so like the idea of a movie. Uh, uh, I love the idea that James Cameron is taking all this money to make the biggest movie in the world and he's making it uh, about 
basically the evil of uh, taking over these native cultures and and and, uh, and depleting their re- their resources and uh, uh, and making a great uh, emotional uh, part revenge tale sort of out of that. And so uh, I about midway through the movie, I was like, I know my I know my I know my rating. My rating is going to be three and a half, but. You know what? Adding it all up, I I think this probably is a four out of four uh, regular Navi fingers picture. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! A normal Navi hand. A normal. It's a whole normal Navi one. hand. Yeah. No weird extra fingers. Yeah. Yeah, you know I don't remember the first Avatar movie because it came out in two thousand nine, and uh, you know I've done. A lot of other things I saw once. I didn't really care. Uh, I I found I did cry at that one. I remember I cried at that one. <laughs> but uh, I most I I didn't. I really thought Jake Sully was a very stupid character. And I think this movie kind of doesn't really uh, make him the the center of the story very smartly. It makes other characters more important, which I think is sort of in a strange way, like a very. Uh, very appropriate for this era. It's like uh, you know, ceding ceding control a little bit of the story to the the more the the indigenous Navi people characters, even if they're played by you know English actors, whatever. Well, there's uh, one. There's one of um, uh, uh, yeah, Cliff Curtis, uh, yeah, Maori yeah. original Maori, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the depiction of those characters is being very important and and. Uh, interesting, complicated people. And, I mean, yes, to the yeah. degree that to the degree that Avatar can be complicated. Yeah, uh, I just think it's a better movie. I think it's a much better world. The idea of flying around in the sky is like, oh, that's fine. But this, the the water. I think part of it is just building on the idea that everything that's under the water in a tropical place is completely, insanely beautiful. Anyway, it doesn't really take a lot to just be like, yeah, but what if uh, you know there are fairy wings and like even the crazier fish and more more talkative whales and oh my god, the whales in this movie, ah, perfect. Mm. Uh, and like, why else would you go to a movie than to be transported into something that is can't be conveyed in a book, can't be conveyed in a song? It's like you're getting what you paid for. It's a movie, movie, <laughs> and uh, I think it's great. I think it's great, and it made me cry a bunch, and I felt better the next day. So four normal Navi fingers. Wow! Wow! How do I top that? Um. So this is, and now I, I, sh- I should rate it. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. Yeah, I would say if you're gonna, if you don't want to eat for a couple days, um, enjoy this visual feast. You <laughs> will be transported to a different world uh, on Pandora and meet a new uh, Navi people or Navi Navi, and uh, get your mind blown. If you liked. Characters like Jake Sully, Neytiri, and Quaritch. Um, you will love the added characters of Kiri, Ronal, Tanawari, Moa, General Ardmore, Scoresby, Dr. Garvin, Neteam, Loak, Tuk, Spider, Sireya, Nung, and Roxa. And of course, you'll like the Joel David Moore back as Norm. And oh, um, who could forget? 
Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I can pick apart things about this movie, but I can't deny that I truly, truly enjoyed it. I, I, I would say if you haven't seen it in the theater yet, go and do it because I feel like watching this on your TV just won't have the experience that uh, I, and I think that's when I tried to rewatch the first one I was watching on my computer. I was just like, I don't need, I don't need to, you know, I just didn't. Yeah. So see this in the, see this in the theater. And I would say for the fact that I truly liked it, I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it one half breed hand which is a five fingered navi hand right isn't that am i wrong in saying yeah that? Yeah. That yeah yeah uh, a half uh, people one a half people navi. A, a half people uh hand is, is a, uh that's so that's a sully natiri baby hand mm-hmm. um wow i give it a i give it just for that ex, for that experience so wow. enjoy it I, wow. I'm breaking the scale. Oh my god! I'm breaking it. You really through are. The, so through a magical sort of half, uh, it's it's like a little like Sigourney. Well, it's not it's not as complicated as the Sigourney Weaver origin story, but you've you have through able, but you've been able to magically uh, change the rating system up one four plus mm-hmm. a bonus finger by having an yeah by having an a human inhabit an avatar body mm-hmm. of film criticism and having <laughs> had sex with a real Navi, the mm-hmm. rating has come out of five fingered. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's appropriate for, for such an extraordinary movie. For a movie, what, five years? It started making it five years ago? I mean, it's an event. I mean, but realistically, I'm sure James Cameron actually started thinking about it the day after filming ended of the first film. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, James Cameron has been quite strategic in his. Um, he's kind of hedged the idea of like, well, if this movie isn't a hit, we won't. We'll kind of end it with the next movie, and he has all this kind of um, uh, talk about like being willing to give up the franchise if people are, are not responding. And then, as of like yesterday, yeah, I think he's on the record for saying he will make all five films in the series what uh, but it, so it'll blow up five? to like six or seven it's yeah, like there's no five? way like every time he mentions the movie <laughs> yeah. there's another sequel i mean he may very well do he's 68 now he may very well spend the remainder of his life making avatar movies because the third one's already shot and done and they just need but to he's gonna find a way to reanimate his brain like keep his brain alive to finish yes. the other one you I know think what i mean he like totally he's not is. gonna die yeah. <laughs> no and he's gonna live on Pandora. Yes, he's so gonna. It's he's worth gonna, it to he'll, build. <laughs> he'll be in your metaverse, Pandora. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna yes. cure himself, which is the Sigourney Weaver character. He's gonna be uh-huh. come back as a twelve-year-old and direct the last five. I'll bet you yeah. that's what he's got planned. On some level, he's like, I can, I can, I know I can do it one more time. Um, yeah. So I and think I'll, he can. And if and if you do it, Jim, we'll be there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And. uh what what better way to discuss this within with than with our guest Craig Rowan? Thank you so much, Craig, for doing this show oh, for coming thank here. You guys. Extraordinary Absolutely. guest, and uh, so we couldn't have fun. asked for a, a, a better, fairer, funnier talk on Avatar: The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. So many tears, so uh, much water. Many many tears. We'll, we'll all be show show. If you saw this movie and cried a lot, show off your tear vial. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, take a picture like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, take yeah. a picture of you watching this movie and send it. Yes, much like the vial of whale goo or whatever. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's our most uh, precious precious resources, our own tears. Um, yeah, and yeah, we should start using it. Yes, well, you gotta gotta get, start putting it to use. Um, uh, if people uh, uh, people know all of this, all of these shows that you work on, if people are interested in following you and keeping up to date with uh, with what you're doing, with projects you have upcoming, what's going on, Craig? How do they keep track of you? Sure, yeah, I've sort of taken a, a little. I ha- I'll post on Twitter when something's happening. So at Craig Rowan, and uh, on on Instagram the same thing at Craig Rowan. And uh, if you're in LA. I think the next show, I mean, this is a finite thing, but uh, on February 24th, I think it's a Friday at 10 p.m., I'm doing a show at UCB, an improv show called Ooh. Shit Talk. And I think it might be, a, uh, hopefully, will be a monthly improv show where we take uh, your uh, TikTok account and uh, and make it into oh. an improv show. So oh, wow. check that out. Yeah, so you can... Uh, look that up, uh, February twenty fourth, and uh, and follow. Yeah, I don't know, follow this this social. Yeah, wow. put that up on your Insta, and I'll uh, I'll repost. That oh, is yeah. a uh, that's a brilliant idea for that's like back in the day MySpace, then Facebook, shit talk. Yeah, hey, they, yeah, yeah, just steal on other people's ideas. I mean, but it was but it's a it's a it's a <laughs> it's a, a long show. tradition. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep it keep uh, it alive. <laughs> uh, thank you so much and so thanks much for, for celebrating our, our anniversary it was happy really anniversary weird having guys. a guest <laughs> on our anniversary if you want to um. follow this show it's mama needs a movie pod on instagram uh if you're still a twitter user on that old dinosaur website it's mama pod and mm-hmm. give us a rating uh, uh, on iTunes. Uh, I think I believe that's the thing that helps the show most is just yeah to, and uh, we're working on a patreon so Get your $1 ready. Exactly. Start saving those <laughs> pennies. <laughs> All right. Thank okay, you. Bye. Until next time, I see you. I see you. Bye.